Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I'm sitting with my best bud, Tone. What's up, Tone? Another great podcast coming up, brother. I know, right? I yeah. love these. I think uh, these are my favorite, you know? Me too. I mean, well, I don't, know, I, don't know. I don't know, right? I love the stories too, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, no doubt. But when we uh, can give information to really help somebody mm-hmm. to make great decisions and, you know, their dream, mm-hmm. that uh, that is pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. So, I mean... <laughs> We're kind of packaging this as like a New Year's resolution thing, and we're going to get into like salon ownership by um, somebody that's absolutely killing it in the salon world. And she's, uh, we did, we're talking today to whatever her name is this month, but um, today her name is uh, Gianna Bianca. I am. I am. I messed it up, didn't I? Gina. (laughs) Gina Bianca. Um, You messed me up. I'm sorry. That's okay. So, uh, so we're talking to her today, and um, if you heard our earlier podcast with her, you know she's absolutely a disruptor. She's absolutely um, doing things different and, and and just killing the industry with her salon ownership, with her t-shirt company, with her yada 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 yada. She's going to get into a little bit of that today, though. Yeah, she. Uh, I mean, and, you know, she has done it. So she's going to give you uh, ten things I wish I knew before opening up my salon. Right. So if you're New Year's resolution is to open up a salon this Mm -hmm. year. This is a a must listen to. Heck, if your New Year's resolution is to open a salon in 2023, you know, click this as a save and keep revisiting it, you know. 100%. So I actually don't know where this conversation is going to go, so I'm pretty excited about it. All right. Let's uh, introduce, what's your name? I don't know. I don't know what it is this week, but uh, we'll just call her Gina Bianca and we'll let her explain her way through it. (laughs) Sounds good. So, Ms. Gina Bianca, welcome back to your day off. Thank you so much for having me again. I'm so excited to be here. And it's I am Gina Bianca. Get it right. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. I never will, Gina. Do you listen to the podcast? Right. I love that you said Gianna because Gianna's my government name. Like, I'm Get like, out of here. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Fun fact, you didn't know. But yeah. No. So I did change my Instagram handle. It was the scariest thing I've ever done. Worse than when I jumped out of a plane and went skydiving. It was super scary, but it was time for me to uh, put my name out there and, uh, you know, separate all the companies that I have and make it a little more easy to market and to grow those companies by separating them. Hey, were you in, were, were you influenced by Olivia at all? When doing it, because uh, we've talked about it with Olivia, um, like we've we've told the story a couple of times about when we met her, and I couldn't remember her name, <laughs> shocker. Um, but then she said that we need to do more marketing, not we, not her, but she needed to uh, to have more brand awareness around her name. Well, this is what happened. I saw one of my girlfriends get the check mark next to her name, and I was like, I'll never freaking get a check mark with the hair doctor because there's 300 hair doctors, and I want the verified badge. And I, not like it's a make or break thing, but I just want it because it's hard to get. So I want right. it. And uh, Olivia, it's so funny because I have a bunch of really amazing people in my life who I can reach out to when I have these moments. And Olivia was one of them, but she's like, babe, I'm so busy at the salon. Send me a voice message. I'm just like, I'm going to change my name. What do I do? What do I do? Do I do it? <laughs> I was like, well, and I sent her like this voice message and she like, I, she didn't get back to me in time. And I was in so much of like, an, I need to do this right now or I'm not going to do it. So I just did it. And um, it hasn't been bad at all. My engagement like did not tank as much as I thought it was going to. And I got a lot of support from everybody. And, um, you know, it's the right thing for me to do right now. And I, it's so crazy that Instagram has such a hold and impact. But you have to understand for me, uh, like 100% of my sales marketing and the people that I meet come through through Instagram. 
So um, it's really important for me. And, you know, my New Year's resolution is to separate the four companies and not have them overlapping so much so I can really hone in on the correct marketing, the correct audience, the correct content, and really like dial in on, you know, what kind of posts do these people like? What kind of posts do these people like? And, you know, my hair doctor page is for education, but I found myself sharing t-shirts. I find myself sharing this. I find myself sharing this. And I'm just like, I'm not serving this audience as well as I could be. So it's time to separate. And it was difficult, but um, I'm doing it. Makes total sense. I mean, and I, I just, I'm amazed by her. I just, <laughs> I just, we're watching her on video and like, I'm literally lost in the conversation because she's just so passionate about everything. Right. As we build our businesses, we're going to be, uh, keep bringing her on the podcast <laughs> just so we can write all these notes, free consulting for us. Right. <laughs> so I awesome. got you. I'll be your, uh, oh, we love you so much. We do. <laughs> I love you guys too. I'm so grateful for this relationship. You have no idea. You have, you have no idea. Yeah. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Um, okay, so today, let's, let's get right into it. So today, we're, um, like Tony said, we're going to do the, uh, we're going to talk about the 10 things I wish I knew before I opened a salon, but you know, I is Gina. So uh, uh, Miss Gina Bianca, tell us about those 10 things. So um, I have an ebook coming out and it's called the read this series and the read this series is going to be like read this before you raise your prices read this before you hire an assistant read oh my this gosh. before you finish beauty school read this before you do x y and z and I'm going to be launching an ebook a month um, and they're going to be short and sweet and very easy to read and very easy to understand um, but the first one is read this before you open a hair salon and it is very important because I so badly wish I had the resources that we have today when I opened because I made so many mistakes and I never listened to anybody because nobody was in my field. You know, um, I, I had a lot of business owner friends and, you know, a lot of people, but like they, you know, when I wanted to do a color bar at my salon and not have stations and not have mirrors, people thought that was stupid and crazy. And, you know, I almost listened to them. So I, I really wish I had a mentor and I try so hard to be a mentor for others. So I just kind of threw out there 10 things I wish I knew. Um, and that's all in my ebook a lot uh, with a lot of other good information, but we're going to run through them today. And I think it'll be really good bullet points. And um, especially for people who like to listen. I think right. it's really cool. And at the end of the podcast, can you uh, give them the information they, that they need to uh, find your ebook? Yeah, absolutely. I believe it is launching today. Whenever this is airing, it's going to be launched on the same day so people can go right in and purchase. Um, and I don't know, um, you know, at this point, uh, how much they're going to be, but they're going to be super affordable and it's going to be so amazing uh, and such an amazing resource for those who are looking to do this kind of thing. I'm so excited, man. This is so cool, man. I, I think we're going to be your first customers. Right? I, know, right? <laughs> I, I just like, like, let's, I'm going to back up a little bit, Gene, and then we'll, then we'll jump back in. Um, but this read, this is like genius. Yeah. Don't you know? tell anyone. Okay. Wait, we're telling thousands of people. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Cats out of the bag, kiddo. <laughs> no hiding it now. Yeah, exactly. I, I just, I, I love that idea. It, it, it's, it's to the point. It's simple. And most importantly, 
it's like it's industry specific. Yeah, what I love about it is that, you know, she's giving years of learning herself in a read this ebook mm-hmm. to help so many other people to avoid all the mistakes that she had to learn through hardship. That's 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 so true. You know what you should do at the end of the read this is you should do like a checklist. Right. Yeah. So like the 10 things. Okay. Check. Have I done that? Check. Have I done that? Or, or have I, or have I not done that? So uh, that, that might be kind of useful too. Awesome. You but, know what? I'm going to send it to you guys today and I want your feedback. All right. Deal. <laughs> want to hear something deal. so crazy before we get started is um, so our new hoodies are co- our new sweatshirts are college dropout and I'm like an actual college dropout and my English teacher, when I dropped out of college, the last teacher that I had, she was cool as shit. And she comes here and gets her hair done. And I was like, hey, you'll be proud of me. I wrote an ebook. She's like, what the fuck? She's like, you wrote an ebook. <laughs> and I was like, hey, will you um will you edit it for me? And she edited the whole thing for me. Uh, that's so cool. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yes. Um, you know, but it was really cool. So my college did uh give me a little bit of love. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's perfect. That's beautiful. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, all right, my friend. It's up to you. Okay, so I'm gonna just get started. Uh, you know, there are five kinds of people in this world who end up opening salons. And I'm not going to go too far into it. I'm just going to give you a little example. You know, there are the stylists who have been doing hair for a while who think they can do it better. They go open a place, right? There's the lifer. There's people who have family in the industry. Maybe they've got an aunt who owns a hair salon and the aunt passes it down. Or maybe they just grew up in a salon and they're just expected to own a salon, right? Uh, There's the entrepreneur, somebody who may be a silent partner, somebody who thinks that the beauty industry is a billion dollar industry. I want to be in on it. And they partner with a stylist or they partner with somebody and they open a salon. And then you've got the mastermind who organizes a walkout, takes what a salon owner has built and builds it down the street. And then there's the unicorn, which is somebody who's born to do this, who's meant to do this, who wants to do this, who has put in the work, who's been patient and who's been calculating and who is gonna uh, you know, figure it out and make it work, right? So there's all different kinds of people. And my ebook explains all of those personality types and explains the good, the bad with those. Um, and then we're gonna go into to you know the 10 things that I really wish I knew but I kind of just learned along the way these 10 things extended my process they've uh, cost me um you know <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars by not knowing them and um I really wish I had somebody in my life to just be like hey listen and somebody that I respected you know what I mean? Not somebody who's just like, hey, do this, do this, do this. Um, somebody who like I re- who I knew had my best interests at heart and who didn't just like kind of roll their eyes at me and like, oh, she'll figure it out for themselves. A lot of the time people want you to figure it out for yourself and like maybe don't want to give away all of their secrets. Well, guess what? I'm successful. I do not need to hide my secrets. I don't need to watch you fail. So my whole goal of the ebook and for this podcast is to help you, um, you know, figure those things, tell you those things and give you the best advice possible. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> let's do it. Hold, you're ready. Okay, let's go. <laughs> um, the first thing is that opening your salon is very, very expensive. Say it again. It's very expensive and it doesn't have to be. So, um, you know, a lot of the things that we do when we open a salon, uh, we're very um, controlled by our ego, right? So there's who you are and there's who you think you are. So a lot of the times we will spend double, triple, quadruple to to show people things that we don't really need to show them yet. 
like, like, okay, I'm confused. Let, so, let's dive into that. Yeah. So opening is very expensive, but sometimes it doesn't have to be. So one example that I give in my ebook is you can go um, rent 5,000 square feet, or you can start with 800 square feet, get mm -hmm. your feet wet, get your systems together, get everything going and then expand. So what I like to let people know is that opening is very, very expensive and you need money up front. Like you should not be, if you need to take out a business loan, you should not be opening a salon. Mm -hmm. That's you a truth. Not. You should not be opening a salon if you if for your first salon, for your first salon, if you have to go to a bank and ask for money, you should not be opening. Wow. Wow. So do you have a uh, do you have a suggestion on how much capital you should have saved? I opened my business. I opened 1600 square feet. I had $25,000. So, well, we got to get into that then. I mean, how'd you build out for 25? So um, I made a deal, which I love to make deals. Uh, I made a deal with my landlord that I'm either getting six months free or they're doing the entire build out. Wow. What, what, what did they do? Um, so I ended up getting, uh, you know, my build out took six months. Uh, my build out should have taken two months, but I decided to GC the project myself, which was uh, the craziest thing in the entire world, which now my new salon that's opening i have a contractor he just comes in and i write him a check and he does everything and it's going to be turnkey in three months i would never ever gc another project because it's going to take 10 times longer and cost 10 times more money so um when it comes to you know the space uh you have to find a space that you can grow into and what i did is i found a space that had plenty of room to grow meaning i can knock down a wall and expand but the fact that i started my business debt free gave me so much flexibility to grow and i was never freaking out about money i was, was never a, freaking out about money because I, my, I it was small enough where i could breathe wow. another thing is is you don't need brand new furniture when you first open uh you know that's another thing that i talk about is you know you can salons are closing every single day you can go get six chairs six stations six floor mats for $500 from somebody who's <laughs> desperate, from somebody who's desperate to get out, right. or you can go take out a $30,000 furniture loan. Wow. And I honestly, you guys, I expanded and grew my, I doubled my business in a year and all of my furniture, I wanted new furniture. Like our brand grew, everything grew, um, you know, uh, everything was discontinued. The new shit I bought was discontinued the floors I bought were discontinued. You know what I mean? Like everything right. could change and in two or three years, your business could look completely different. So don't spend so much money when you first open because one, two, three years from now, you might want to revamp everything. And you don't have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on something when you're first starting out. All you need is a chair. Service business, all you need is a chair, a mirror, and amazing guest care experience. Like that's all that you need. I'd rather see someone's salary, the most amazing front desk marketing person, than spend um, $100,000 on furniture. Does that make sense? So it's really expensive, but sometimes we have to let our ego go and just start. I totally see it. I yeah. totally see it. it not, it's so empowering too. Like, and, and, and Gina, I apologize, but um, we just did a podcast with uh, Peter Mahoney and um, he, we're going to release your, your guys' po podcast in the same week, I think. Um, but he did leasing for profit 
and what you're saying makes so much sense with that podcast. You, you, there's always a risk of fail, but 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 with these two podcasts, you just it, oh yeah, you know it's 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 money in the bank, so to speak. You know, yeah, so so much value. It's so cool. So uh, I'm I'm blown away. I want to read you one pair, like one small excerpt. So it says, when thinking about purchasing furniture, remember that everything can be extremely simple and dressed up with decor. You can buy the most simple shit and put the most beautiful little pieces and people are going to be just blown away by the little things and you can keep everything else super simple. So opening is expensive, but then again, it doesn't have to be. So don't overextend yourself. And I, I really like, you know, I ended up doing everything debt-free, which was the greatest thing ever. But I also like needed to have the hanging blow dryers. I needed to have an extra $10,000 expense because I wanted to wow everybody. And in reality, I could have just added those on later. So that's my first thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So is that, so in hindsight, you think that the hanging blow dryers was something you would have waited to do? I think so. Yes. I think so. Um, because it kind of like we, we started off, um, within the first three months we were debt free. Um, and I really like, those were like a wow factor, but I also Mm -hmm. like, you know, we didn't need to have them. I, we blew people away because of our, our customer service. You know what I mean? Those are the important things. Like it doesn't matter how beautiful your salon is. If you're a shitty person, no one's going to come back. (laughs) Touche. All right. So that's number one. Let's get the number two. Okay, so the number two is the most important one. Well, they're all really important. I can't pick my most important, but the number my number two is that you have two new best friends and they're not your employees. They're your accountant and your attorney. Mm. Those are your two new best friends. And if you don't have, okay, so I wish I knew this because the, the person I was with at the time, the relationship I was in, I just used their accountant. And this accountant literally thought I was an idiot because I'm a woman. He literally thought I was an idiot and he never explained to me anything. And then I showed up and we're going to talk about uh, paying uncle Sam later, but I would show up every um, March and get a 25, $30,000 tax bill because he never looked at my numbers. He never taught me like what, you know, what I was supposed to be paying. He never, he didn't have the heart of a teacher. And now my accountant will come in here every month and go over my profit and loss. He goes over everything. He makes recommendations and he's on my team. So I consider my accountant one of my best friends because he has my best interest in the, my business's best interest at heart. I love that. Um, yeah. The same thing with my attorney. My attorney literally, anytime I need him, I just call him. We will talk. There's no, he's not going to bill me for just chatting with him. He really cares if I succeed or fail. And um, I did not have those people. I made some really bad deals in the beginning and I spent a lot of money in the beginning. My new accountant actually got me money back because my old accountant was so incompetent. Wow. <laughs> so in your ebook, do you uh, state how to choose an accountant? <laughs> um, yes. Yes. Uh, it, it's definitely, you know, really, really important to find somebody with the heart of a teacher. Um, because a lot of the times as hairstylists, you know, when I was talking about the five people who open a salon, a stylist, just because you're super good at hair doesn't mean you need to be opening a business. And a lot of the times we open businesses and we have no idea, you know, the whole business side of it. And we have no idea what's coming. And then boom, we get hit with like a lot of crazy shit that could put us behind for years. I started my business $25,000 behind on my taxes. And I literally, until I started doing classes this year, was always behind. 
And guess who, guess who's not behind anymore? Because I have a good accountant and because I found a new revenue source to get me back to where I needed to be, but all because I had an incompetent accountant, I was behind. Wow. Love that. I love that quote too, man. The heart of a teacher. Yeah. Yep. I see a hoodie coming out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, we will. <laughs> All right, I'll race you. <laughs> You'll win. <laughs> yeah. Um, dude, what's next? Number three. Okay, so number three is get ready to pay some taxes. Oh. I live in Connecticut is the number one most expensive state to live in. Our number one export is college graduates. People come here, go to school, and get the fuck out. Literally, nobody wants to live here. It is so, so, so expensive. And if you want to make serious money, get ready to pay. Wow. Get ready to pay. And I want to just tell people, and I literally tell people all the time, and they don't believe me until they get hit with the bill. They don't believe me. They're like, I didn't make that much. I didn't make that much. I have a lot of write-offs. I have a lot of write-offs. Bullshit. No, you don't. Get ready to pay. Get ready. Like literally, they. I wish somebody shook me and was just mm. like, put your money aside. Like I wish somebody shook me and said, don't buy that car. Don't buy that purse. Knock it off. Like I wish somebody shook me and told me to stop because when I first opened, I saw more money than I've ever seen in my life. I came from rags to riches, baby. I am not fucking around. And I literally had no idea how much I was going to have to pay. And then I get hit with the bill and guess who's been acting like they're rich before they pay the government. Mm. I wish somebody would have shaken me and taken my, like taking my credit cards. Wow. And, you know, and I know it's a lot of information. I know it's like a lot of people don't talk about it, but I don't want to see somebody go through this stuff. So it's like, it's hard to talk about. And it's like, I don't want to say it's embarrassing to talk about, but like I had to learn it and I don't want somebody to learn the hard way and end up four years behind. Yeah. Unfortunately, so many people, you know, take that money for granted and it's going to be there when it's time to pay Uncle Sam. And all of a sudden, you get yourself, uh, you know, in that in that jam. Now you're just trying to play catch up for the rest until you get caught up. Until you get caught up. Years. What happened to me was I would pay my quarterlies, and then I would get this huge tax bill, and then I could never pay the April fifth the April fifteenth quarterly. Like I paid hmm. everything else, but I could never pay the first one, so I was always behind on the first one. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. I always was, I was always just like this much behind and thank God, you know, I would pay it the next time. And it was just like, I was always, always behind. And it was something that I wish somebody just shook me and was like, stop. Like, and I just, uh, you know, I really, really hope that somebody hears that. And it's just like, okay, I'm going to put 30% of every penny I make in a separate account. So I don't get screwed. Pay uncle Sam first. (laughs) literally I just oh my god I just hope that you know that I feel like it's all of these are I you know I'm gonna keep saying this is the most important they're all so important and I wish I knew well I mean with that one there's no way out of it you know there's no bartering there's no anything it's like you know Uncle Sam just doesn't care you know it's there there's no empathy from Uncle Sam you know you pay you got to pay them first you have to do that 30% away and then pretend like it's not money right pretend like it's not you know, it's not, it's not, well, it's not yours. Yeah. You know, we can, we, we can fight tax code for, for, for a million years, but the bottom line is you have to pay. So you, you might as well pay, you have to pay them first, I think. 
either with cash or with time. <laughs> Touche. There's no luxuries in time. <laughs> All right, man. What's number four? Awesome. Okay. So number four, I could talk about that for like an hour. Um, right. I know that you guys just did a podcast with your guy. Uh, your lease is very important. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, my first lease that I signed, I was just literally like so excited. I was just like, okay, sign my life away, whatever. Um, and when we expanded, I signed again because I trusted my landlord. However, when I signed, I signed an additional 10 years, both spaces which brought me all the way out to 2026. And my life has changed dramatically in the last five years. I would not recommend going more than three to five years. Um, and I kind of like thought I knew everything and I didn't have a good lawyer. So I kind of just like read through it quick. I'm like, okay, I trust my landlord. I built, I invested hundreds of thousands of dollars into this space. I'm not going anywhere. Boom. But like my life has changed so much that now I can go other places, but I'm locked in. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So she brought up lease. Make sure you listen to uh podcast because Peter explains the lease in full detail. Yeah. yeah. He kind of went line by line. So, uh, you know, I love that. I can't wait to listen to that. And then another thing with the lease is that you have to realize that you have leverage because all you have to do is walk away and they'll chase you. That's, you know, Peter kind of brought that. He didn't say it uh, as eloquently as Gino, but he said, you know, the only time that you have leverage in the negotiation is before you sign. Literally, that's the only time. And guess what? If you're not comfortable, all you have to do is walk away because guess what? There's so much commercial real estate. All business businesses are closing. And honestly, like it's a good time to like, you know, you can get good deals because so many people are leaving. But a lot of the times we feel like, you know, especially if you're not used to opening businesses, if you're nervous or if you like don't have the experience, you can get screwed over so quickly so quickly and it's all you have to do is walk away and they will chase you with a better deal i think somebody this is years ago but um, well two things one gary v said that this is a really good time to start um looking at opening a brick and mortar business because so many brick and mortars are going out of business you know so you know when toys r us goes out of business then it should drive down um you know uh, uh price per foot um, you know, because they have all these big spaces that they have to lease out. Yeah. And then um, somebody else, and I forget what it was, who it was or what it was even about, but said, listen, if you're not, if your offer isn't uncomfortable, your offer isn't low enough, yes. you know, or, yeah. or on the other end, isn't high enough. You know, if it isn't uncomfortable, then your offer isn't high enough. If you're not embarrassed of your first offer. It's not low enough. I love that. Yep. Yeah. Nothing to lose. You're right. You know, there's so much square footage out there that, yeah. that there's nothing to lose. All right. Number five, my dear. Number five is location, location, location. I, okay. So <laughs> if I can go back in time, I would have waited a couple more years, saved up a little bit more money and opened a place in a main area with lots of walk-ins and lots of traffic where everybody can see us because we're on the second floor of a not so cute building and the inside of our salon looks like it's from New York City but nobody can see it. Wow. I want a storefront so badly. Literally, I wish I could go back and get a beautiful gorgeous storefront. Now, depending on the deal that you're getting, it might be okay. Like I pay no triple nets and triple nets are basically, uh, it's called, it's an NNN lease. And basically it's an additional fee. That's like condo fee. So you pay for plowing, you pay building taxes, you pay for landscaping, you pay for all this shit that you really don't want to pay for. Um, but triple net is usually in those strip malls. 
Now I pay no nets, but I'm also in the middle of nowhere. And guess what? I have to spend 10 times more time on social media marketing because nobody would know we were here. So if you're not good at social media and you don't want to work that hard at marketing, you need to find a place where you're going to get tons and tons of traffic and visibility. Awesome. That makes sense. I love that. Yeah. Uh, number six, my dear. Number six is don't get too close to your employees. Mm. Okay. So that's a hard one in this industry, you know, cause this industry is all about relationships, you know? Yes. The next ones are much harder to talk about. Let's talk about this. Are you sure? <laughs> are you sure? I can't write fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So number six is don't get too close with your employees. Um, that's so hard to do, isn't it? It's very difficult. And it's in this industry as a salon owner, uh, if you don't feel it now, I, I hope I say this in a nice way. If you don't feel it now, you're going to feel it eventually. It's lonely, 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 lonely job. It's a thankless job. It's very difficult. I was with Cassandra Platinum this weekend, and she said it the best way I've ever heard anybody say it. If you don't follow her at Cassandra Platinum, she's one of the most eloquent, amazing humans I've ever met. But she said as a salon owner, you could take your heart, rip it out, give it to them, and they're like, what more can I get? Wow. And I was like, exactly, you know, but when we, as salon owners, we just want everyone to be so happy. And a lot of the times we get so close to them because we love them so much, but going on to a couple of my next points, everybody is going to leave and how you interact with your employees speaks volumes to the rest of your staff. So if you're best friends with one person, giving them special treatment, if you're not holding them accountable, you are doing them a disservice. You have to be a leader. And I watch so many salon owners get burned over and over and over. I watch their businesses suffer over and over and over because they can't draw a line and make their own friends. Hmm. Did, did you, um, early on, did you make that mistake? Oh, you have no idea. You just, I can't even talk about it. <laughs> deal <laughs> we won't ask you make uh, this is the hardest <laughs> and i say this i do coaching calls with salon owners all the time and i'm like you need to go get your own friends <laughs> i love how blunt that is yeah no, <laughs> go find your own friends loser you ain't got no friends here loser. <laughs> your own friends for me uh, if the whole team is not invited i will not be attending I'm not going to go like hang out with this person and post online that I'm best friends with this person because how does that make this person feel? Right. You know what I mean? Um, God, why, why is it at, at 50 years old, it still feels like high school? I ain't sitting right. at your table, dog. Right. <laughs> you know, it's so crazy. They don't remember what you do. They don't remember what you say. They remember how you make them feel. If you're constantly clicking up or giving or treating people differently, it's not okay. And as a leader, for me, that was a huge thing because I feel lonely. I want, I love everybody. I, I, I connect re like I connect really well with this person and I want to be their friend, but guess what? I'm their boss. Right. Right. And, and I'm sure that has, line. yeah, a, a difference of who succeeds and who don't. Right? I mean, mm -hmm. if you want to be a successful business person, then this is great advice. If you just want to open up a salon and, and have like daycare, then you know, right. that's, that's what it'll be. I'm right? friends. Yeah. Another wow. thing too, is that you are doing a lot of the times when you get really close with somebody, you have a hard time coaching them and you're doing them a disservice by not helping them grow because you're trying to be friends. 
months. So what's going to happen? They're going to be like, I'm not growing here. And then they're going to leave. And guess what? It hurts 10 times more because you lost an employee. You fucked up as a leader and um, you lost a friend because no one's ever friends after. Right. Because mm, they take it personal, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a tough right, one. Now- now that my heart's broken, what uh, what's number seven? <laughs> the next one is you're a full-time leader. I love this. I think the we next, can live here for a while. Yeah, so the next one is that you're a full-time leader now. You're not a hairstylist anymore. And if you can't be a leader, you need to fucking hire a good leader. If you can't, if you will not invest in your leadership skills and capabilities, you need to hire somebody who can lead. Because so when you were saying invest in it, I mean you you you're literally saying like buy books, go to classes, you know, f- figure out how to be a leader. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. I took so many classes. I've taken Tony Robbins seminars. I've read hundreds of business books. I've made hundreds of mistakes. Literally, I have a business coach that I work with just on being a leader. Like I'm not a hairstylist anymore. And the best thing ever is that I'm out from behind the chair because so many times people are stuck behind the chair and they can't lead because they're too busy. And then everybody leaves because there's no leadership. Nothing gets done. Nobody gets held accountable. And it just happens. Oh, it's a cycle over and over and over. That's true. I'm reading a book called um, Extreme Ownership and it's all about leadership. It's a couple of uh, ex-Navy SEALs and, uh, and, you know, it's all about team and it's all about leadership. And if the leadership's off, then uh, you're not going to perform or achieve your goals mm-hmm. the way uh, you have it envisioned. Yes. And people don't quit salons. They quit leaders. Yep. Mm. That's exactly what they, there's no, yeah, there's no bad team, just bad leaders. Yep. Wow. It's so true. And honestly, I wish, I wish, I wish I got out from behind the chair sooner that's I, well you, you just I was going to lead you into a question and then and the question was you know what what's the number one thing from you know young Gina not a leader to uh to Gina that we know today like what what, what was that one thing that kind of uh or the big aha or light bulb that that you've had to change um in, in leadership in leadership so much like I was not a good leader I was not how are you, you faltered you can ask my ex-employees like I was not a good leader <laughs> You get, like, I'm sure. Um, and the reason is, is because I was so busy behind the chair that if somebody needed me, I was just like, what? Like, I have right. five clients per hour right now. I'm paying the bills right now. You know, you have people starting up and, you know, you, you, like, I'm so busy and I'm just like, look at me, look how much money I bring in. And look at all these people who came to work at Gina Bianca Hair because my name's on the door because they want to learn from Gina, but I don't have time for them kind of shit is that? I was a horrible leader and I'm so happy of the progress that I made, but it took years. It took years and so much heartbreak. And if I knew from the beginning that I needed, like to be a good leader, you have to have time for your team. Mm. So that's a constant struggle that I have. That's why I know if I'm flying around the country, I'm back here Tuesday morning, no questions asked. I'm not going to be disappearing on my team. Mm. Well, thank God that you you were able to learn all right. this, you know what I mean? And now sure. give your team what they're, they, they're longing for. You know, a lot of people don't learn and they continue to, uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm not going to say be selfish, but right. self-centered. Well, I think I, 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 I don't think it's that. Um, and I think what it is, is, 
is, and we, I think if we kind of look at like the last year of the podcast, you know, the one thing that keeps coming up is, is just that these people that have been able to take their careers to the next level, Gina included in that is just the self-awareness to be like, Oh, I'm at fault here. You know what I mean? Like I'm at fault. And, 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 and if I don't change, nothing changes, you know? And like, that's been the consistent from Sam Via to Daniel Mason Jones to, to a lot of people that we've talked to this year. It, it, that's been it. I'm responsible. I need to hold myself accountable before I can hold anybody else accountable. All right. Yeah. All right. You have to work on yourself because it's really hard to give from an empty cup. So if we're running the salon, running the numbers, traveling, uh, taking care of customers and then doing hair, where, where in that lifestyle is there time to lead someone or mentor someone? It doesn't exist. Mm, I love, I love Miss Gina. Mm-hmm. I love you guys so much. Gina, let's go. We got a, We got a couple more number and these eight. are killing me. I know number eight, number eight. Number eight is you can't do it all. I, I think you just, I think that was a good transition because I think you set that up, right? Yeah. So number eight is you can't do it all. I want to tell you guys a quick story to just sum this all up in, in one second. And I met this lady at like a barbecue, somebody I didn't, I never met her before in my life. And she, I was like telling her what I did. I'm like, Oh yeah, I own a salon. She's like, Oh, do you do hair? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes like, she goes, Oh, you own the salon and you do hair. Do you have a manager? And I was like, no, like I do everything like blah, blah, blah. I do everything. Me, me, me. Like, look at me. Look how awesome I am. Look how hard I work. Look how many hours I work. Look at all the shit that I do. And she was just like, oh yeah, that's not going to last. You can't do it all. And I looked at this lady and I was like, you don't know me. You don't know Gina. I was like, you don't know me. I'm like, yes, I can. And then I had a legit mental breakdown like four months later. And I like, just like, I like, I freaked out. I freaked out and I like had to stop you. I like literally dropped a nine year clientele and never looked back. Wow. Did I, have you reached, I had, have you reached out to Mr. Barbecue chick? Um, no, I don't know her and I don't want to, um, <laughs> but no it was a moment where like and it's hard because like how you were saying about self-awareness before it's like you have to be self-aware and you have to hear the hard things and not just like hear them you have to like hear them and change because I heard the same things over and over and even like my coach would say it everyone would say it and I was just like no I can do it um look how hard I'm working it's like being the hero it's like being the hero for no fucking reason like hire good people get the hell out of their way Right. You know, and now I have a man, I have three managers at my um, hair salon. They literally take care of everything. And it gives me the opportunity to do the things like, these are the things that I want to do. These are the things I want to be the inspirer, the motivator and the teacher. I need people to do everything else. It doesn't have to be me doing everything. And I'm not good at a lot of things. So instead of doing everything and then complaining about it and being burnt out and trying to be the hero, move on, like do the things that you want to do and hire good people and get the hell out of their way. That makes so much sense. We'll definitely be calling her in six months. Won't we? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's true. I mean, you hear it and feel it. Once you feel it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, that's when you take action. Yeah, usually when you feel it, though, it's uh, it's 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 not glorious feelings. <laughs> normally, no, you're yeah, normally as, you're on your knees. Exactly, yeah. you're you're on your knees, uh, humbled to death. You know. Yeah, and I don't know if I said this on our last podcast, but it's really important to hear, and I, I like to say it as much as I possibly can. You will change when the pain of being the same overrules the pain of changing. Say that again. You will change when the pain of staying the same overrules the pain of changing. So. I can, um, you know, you know, the people who like weigh 600 pounds 
and they could have been losing weight this whole time, but they're like, well, I, it's not as bad. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And then they get to a point where they can't move anymore. And then they have to change. I literally had a mental breakdown. Like I, I literally was just like, I looked at my schedule and had a, a legitimate panic attack. Cause I had so much to do so many things to do. And so, like, I, I, I had nothing left. That's scary. You know? And I, I was, I was on my way back from this uh, class, this event. And I was just like, I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to make a change. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then I looked at my schedule and I said, who am I kidding? I'm going to get up tomorrow late. I'm not going to get ready. I'm going to get a nice coffee. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work till 10 o'clock. I'm not going to eat anything all day. I'm going to go to sleep, miserable, wake up and do it again. Who am I kidding? And I was like, I can't do this anymore. I need to change. Like I'm better than this. I have so much more to offer than this. I'm doing it. I lost my shit. Thank God I have a good, good managers, good team. And I took a month off. I didn't even talk to anybody. I just needed like time for myself to take care of myself because I literally burnt Ow. And I could like choke up thinking about it, but the pain of staying the same was worse. I couldn't go one more day doing everything. Wow. Mm. That's I just, I kind of want to sit in that for a second, you know? Yeah. I, I totally feel it. You know, if you can and, and hear it, I, it's, uh, I, I see a little tear welding up there in her yeah, eyes. It's true. And it's the greatest gift that has ever happened. And guess what? A lot of my clients weren't happy about it. My team, some of my team wasn't happy about it and they're not here anymore. And anybody who wasn't on my side, they were gone at get out of my way. I'm not the hero anymore. I'm not, it's like, don't like we, it's an ego. It's yeah. like, it's all ego. It's like, mm-hmm. look at me. And it's right. like, why can't we just be happy? And to me, being happy is the leader, the inspirer. I don't want to talk to people about being late. I don't want to scream at people because they didn't have a good consultation. I want to just literally leave my door open and have my team come in and chat with me whenever they want. That's all I want to do. That's beautiful. You go from look at me to look at them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. That's the important thing. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I wish I knew from the beginning to invest in good people and give the time to the people who I had. That's beautiful. Love that. Um, I, 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 we have to move on, but I kind of don't want to. <laughs> I know. Gee, what's number nine? Uh, number nine is a business is only as strong as its systems. I, I have, I actually, I kind of want to talk this through because I also have a theory about like, um, and Tony, I, I think we talked about this last week uh, personally, that um, systems can also get in the way to slow progress. Right. Like, like if you have all your systems, like, I think you just get for us, let's just do it. And then we'll figure out our systems as we go. Um, as opposed to getting bogged down by, okay, well, we need a system for this. We need a system for that. And, and you're, 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 you're creating a system without having any experience of what that system is going to look like. Yeah. So I totally agree with you. And, um, systems aren't sexy you know, taking a risk and like starting that's sexy. Like, let's go, let's do it. Like we'll fuck up and we'll figure it out later. You know, that's fun. Um, it's having the system is the easy part. Like, for example, um, if you want to take time off here, you have to give us four weeks notice written down. Okay. That's a system. Now, having that system is easy, and that's something that anybody can do. You can say, like, hey, when you walk into the salon, you turn the light on, you turn the alarm off, you open, this is how everything should look. Sanitation is a system. You know, 
the hard part about systems is having the leader hold everybody accountable because systems don't exist without accountability. So imagine being a hairstylist behind the chair, 50 hours a week, and then you have all of these systems, but they never get done and they're never, no one's ever being held accountable and there's no consequences. So the system doesn't exist. So the staff is like, okay, well, no one cleans anyway. So why am I going to clean? No one cares anyway. Why am I going to care? Can you see how that business is weaker than something is like, hey, do you know how 100%. to clean it? It's like, hey, do you know how to clean the wash house? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, it didn't get done last night. So let's go over and let me show you how to clean it. How many times does that conversation have to happen? How many times do you think people want to hear that? Right. You know what I mean? So having systems, uh, you know, your business you should have in a book and you should be able to go on a 365 day vacation and hand somebody the book and come back and it's still running the same. That's, that's a strong business. And guess what? That did not happen overnight. Um, and guess what? We've had the same system since day one, but we haven't started holding people accountable until the last year and a half. And how, how, how has your business changed with that? Oh my God, it's amazing. And everybody is so much happier because there's not like the blame going on and there's not like, you know, that negative toxic energy of like, well, they don't clean. Why should I clean? Right. You know, and it's like, you know, we've always had a really good culture here um, and everyone works really hard together, but as the salon grows and as we get busier, you know, little things will happen. And you know, a cancellation policy, if a stylist is getting no-showed 24-7 and there's no system to protect their time, how happy do you think they're going to really be? And how, like the gossip in the break room and all of that stuff, it, it weakens the culture, it weakens the systems. I could talk about um, systems for an entire podcast, so I think we should keep going. <laughs> right. I, think we, I, I think we have another podcast coming. <laughs> <laughs> I like literally will go do a podcast with you once a month, please. Uh, I'm down. Yeah. Number 10. Number 10, and um, this one is something that nobody can avoid, and it doesn't matter how special you are, it doesn't matter how famous you are, it doesn't matter how nice you are, it doesn't matter who you are, turnover is going to happen. This industry is the highest- stop and, stop and say it again. Turnover is going to happen, everybody leaves. You cannot, you are not immune to it, you are not special. Uh, you are not special, okay? You're not. People- are going to do what they need to do to survive and what they need to do to reach their dreams. And it's going to happen. And I used to get so pissed and so take everything so personally. And honestly, it's just going to happen. Right. It's and just going to happen. And all you can do is focus on the positive and be like, Hey, I'm going to make it the best place to work. I'm going to give this person everything I possibly can. And if they leave and they go do their own thing, you need to take it as a compliment because you created that instead of, I heard a quote that said the first person to leave is the one that, uh, that you taught the most, yep. you know? So true. And so many times salon owners take that and it makes them jaded. And I have to just tell you guys, like I got to this point uh, and it was recent. It was a recent, uh, it was a recent growth that I had. And I got to this point and I was, and this is right before I opened network, right before I opened my booth rental salon, because I was like, I cannot keep these people for more than three years. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I talked to one of my friends and he said to me, he's like, if I offered you millions of dollars and all of this and every, and a perfect place with a perfect job, would you ever leave your dream? And I was like, hell no. And he's like, when they get the dream in their head, they're going to go 
and you need to not take it to heart because I was getting to the point where I'm getting so jaded that I almost don't want to do anything for anybody. And the reason I opened is because I want to help people grow. So being a salon owner, you can get jaded and you can like really like get upset about things, but you have to just realize that this industry is the highest turnover, most cutthroat industry in the entire world. And you need to just operate from a, a pure place you have to be nice and take care of people. And my job now is just make people better than me. And I know that I provide the best place to work. So if they stay, they stay. If they go, they go. I absolutely love that advice. I, we, uh, your friend just, that was amazing advice. 100%. And it, it kind of like rings what our podcast is about, right? Yeah. It's just like, just give, give, give. And you know what I mean? And not worry about when, what, the, when they're going to leave. You right. know, I think we can say it's a when, right? Yep. When they're going to leave. I, Gina, I love that. That's pretty awesome. It's hard because it's easy to get jaded and it's easy to, it's so easy to get jaded in this industry. And you can look back at yourself two years ago and be a completely different person. You, it's Absolutely. so difficult because it's like, you know what? Two more people left. We're screwed. I, you know what? I just sent them to classes. I just sent them here. I just spent thousands of dollars on them. Like, what the fuck? I'm never doing this again. Fuck mm -hmm. everybody. And then you've got like 10 people who are like on your team. And right. it's like, you can't change who you are as a leader and a person because of what other people have done for you. And you have to just take it as a compliment. I've had multiple people here go open their own place. And yes, they take clients. Yes, they take everything that I've taught them and they go do it. But guess what? They wouldn't know how to do any of that if it weren't for me. So I need to just be like, hey, look what I did. And be well, happy I, with them. I think, I, I think too, Gina, we talked a little bit about ego. And, um, and you know, that is ego. Because at, ego. The, at, at the end of the day, Gina, you've created that legacy. You know, you've created that legacy with those, with, uh, with those people that have chosen their own dreams or, or, or to follow their own dreams. So, I mean, I, I applaud you for that more than like, even feel sorry for you. You yeah, know what I mean? What, what, you know, when you encourage them or you, you know, you slap them high fives, way to go. You're, you're achieving your dreams. When they tell their story, they're going to say, you know, I had this mentor, Gina, she mm -hmm. gave me everything I needed in order to do this, to be successful versus, you know what I mean? Oh my God, my last boss was, you know what I mean? A nightmare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, instead of that impression, they're going to have that legacy impression for the rest of their lives. Right. But it also, in that, I think it depends on how Gina handles it too, right? Yeah, like that's no point. That's yeah, like point. if Gina's like, you know, get out of here, you, you suck. Right. right. That's, they're going to have that impression of like, wow, my last boss was crazy. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Instead of, you know, reflecting back of all the things that Gina has taught them. Yes. And you know what, you guys, like, honestly, I was just going to say that is I wish so badly I was a better leader and much more understanding and supportive because so many people who have worked here in my past, they will never mention anything I've done for them because they leave the wrong way and I react the wrong way and it's all over wrong. Like everything is just wrong when it should be a positive. And if I can give anybody advice as a salon owner, you need to be you need to not take it personal because it's business, number one. And chances are, if you're taking it personal, it's because you're friends with them. Mm -hmm. What I was, I was friends. And mm -hmm. as a stylist, if you leave, you need to give credit where credit's due and leave the right way. Gene, I'm going to give you something that changed my life. And um, I was in my mid-30s kind of when I had the aha moment about it. Um, but 
I had to decide. That well, a long time. That's a long time. Ago. <laughs> exactly. It certainly was. Um, but you know, the, one of my again, I've I've mentioned it as well. I have a bunch of mantras, but um, you have to you looking over your entire life. Has there ever been a time where you being reactive, meaning yourself, is there a time that I've ever been reactive where I've gotten a positive result? And the answer is no. You know, so. The, the, we, we become reactive to these situations, but if we just literally took four minutes to kind of evaluate what the situation was before becoming reactive, then, um, then, then you, you just process it a lot better. And th- that was honestly um, one of the first things that I did for, for continued growth because until there was no growth before that because everything, everything lived there, you know? So yeah. that, that, that's literally what changed me at 35 and, and it, it's changed my life completely. It's changed my marriage completely. It's changed my relationships with my friends um, completely different. It's, um, it's not looking at me anymore and it's looking at the situation and looking at, 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 at our relationships with whoever that is. And, um, you know, I also believe that for the most part, you know, that, that 99% of the, uh, the stuff that, uh, that you experience in life, there's not, there's not purposeful ill will. You know, I think everybody's doing the best thing for themselves and, and you have to give that, um, that benefit of the doubt, I think, and then, um, and, and approach it from there. Do you guys have time for a really quick story? Always no. for you. Yeah, of course. Um, I had this girl. Only if you cry. <laughs> I had this girl working for me. I could cry thinking about her. Um, she's so amazing. She's such an amazing person. Uh, she was working with me right out of school. I met her across the street at the grocery store. She was like 18 years old, so young, she's beautiful. And she was wearing her Paul Mitchell hoodie. And I was like, hey, I own the salon across the street. You should come shadow. And this girl, we were really good friends outside of work. I mentored her. I taught her everything. She was just so special to me. We had a really good connection. Um, she was just an amazing, amazing person. And um, she was a singer too. She was a singer in a band and mm. the whole salon would go to her, her shows and we would be like cheering her on and we just loved her so much. Um, and it was a really fun thing that we all did as a team, but she was still a hairstylist and she got the opportunity to join a band uh, in New Jersey to go up and down the East Coast. And when she ever told me, I was so mad. I was like, how can you leave everything that we've built here for you? How can you do this to the team? How can you be so selfish? Her dream was to be a singer. And all I was thinking about was myself. Mm. And do you know that she was so scared because as a leader and my history as a leader, she didn't feel like she could talk to me because of how I acted and how personal I took everything. And I lost that friend until she came home for a show. And I saw her with this band, with the lights and living her dream. And I just started crying. I was just like, I'm so happy for her. But I was so reactionary that I could have like guilted someone out of their true purpose because I'm being selfish. Wow. Like uh, that, like, do you know how cringe at old Gina, like like that kind of leadership? Like, do you know how hard that is to even think about? I could tell that as you were telling that story, I could, I could almost like see your stomach turning. Like like, like it's one of those things that like you're, you're completely embarrassed about and, but, but, but for growth. But you know what? And we're such, we're great friends now. We talk all the time. Every time she's in town, we all go to her shows and it was that reactionary it's the reaction. And if I processed it, or if I was a better leader in the first place, 
and wasn't so concerned about me, 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 what I did for you? How about the fact that she worked here for two years, did amazing, is a close friend, and now is getting the opportunity of a lifetime to go live her dream? Like, it's so ego, and it's like, as a, we get hurt so many times as a salon owner, it's very easy to get jaded. And I have to tell you guys, the one, number one thing I wish I knew before I opened a salon is that people are going to leave. You can't take it personal and you can't get jaded because you will get further and further and farther of why you started. And every single day I go back to why I started. And the reason I started is to help people grow. And now oh. every time I connect with that why, it is what drives me. So I just wanted to share that story. And I'm so happy for her. And I'm just... You know, well, let's um, that's Gina, wonderful. And I, because you're, you're, you're instead of them doing what you want them to do for you, you're, you're building and helping them to follow their dreams. And, uh, you know what I mean? That's, what a great lesson to learn. Way to, what a great way to end this podcast. That, but how can people find your ebook? Oh, so all they have to do um, on my I am Gina Bianca page, the link in my bio goes to my store. So it's the hairdoctoreducation.com and it has everything that I offer in there. So it has all of my classes. It has all of my templates. I do have business templates for people like new guest forms, all of that good stuff. Um, my eBooks will be on there. My online education mastermind is on there. And of course, all of our t-shirts and apparel are on there as well. So everything is through one link. Um, super easy to find. And then you can always direct message me. I always respond within 24 hours if you need uh, anything else. Awesome. Gina, you humble me. You're amazing. Um, I, 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 I think I can say this and, and I, I'll speak for Tony and I, and hopefully I can speak for the industry, but just thank you so very, very much for what you're doing for the industry, for what you're doing for the people in the industry. Um, thank you for reaching the point in your life where you're a giver and not a taker anymore. Um, I, I think that I, 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 that's where you're unique and, and, and we really appreciate it. And uh, once again, thank you very, very much for joining us on your day off. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> Yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a fan out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um, that's cool. I think you can find, actually you can, you can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>